This is Fantasy Book Club. Hello and welcome to the Fantasy Book Club. This is the Internet's Book Club. Just, Just by, by listening, listening, you're a member. My name is Colton Pratt. <laughs> and I'm Sydney Lively. And we're your hosts for this book club. Uh, and we are currently still reading through uh, Fairy Tale. You say that like we didn't just start like three weeks ago. Well, we're still reading through it. <laughs> and we're reading through Fairy Tale by Stephen King, Sydney. And yeah, this week, we are. We read chapters five and six. So make sure you have those read. If you haven't, go ahead and pause it and uh, come back once you have, and then yes. unpause it and continue listening. Obviously. Next week, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> Next week, we are reading seven and eight. It's been pretty simple so far, just two a week. Yeah. Just keeping up with two a week. Uh, but the week after that is when we start getting complicated. So be ready. Yeah. We get fancy here soon. Before we get fancy, we have to get through chapters five and six. Uh, Sydney, your chapter is five. So you can get go ahead and get started whenever you're ready. Yeah. So the name, uh, the titles of my chapter is R. 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 <laughs> uh, shopping, My Father's Pipe, A Call from Mr. Bowditch, and The Flower Canister. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> okay, continue. Okay, enough wooing. Uh, I just now was confused. I was like, when did they talk about flowers? I get it now. <laughs> I've read the title. It's F L O U R. Not the F- flower canister. Yeah, but not. And you thought flower as in like the plant flower? Yeah. That makes sense. I was like, I thought it was like, what a weird word for a vase. Canister. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, did yeah. read this chapter, didn't you? I did, yes, but I forgot. It's been a minute. T- well, tell me about it. Let me remember. Refresh me. Okay, here's your refresher. So we start off with Charlie and his father going to Pet Pantry to buy stuff for Radar. Yep. So uh, they get heartworm chewables for her and a pill for her arthritis. Um, and they also, it's funny because they talk about they don't have like a prescription for the arthritis pills, yeah. but the lady there um, gives uh, Charlie the pills anyways after he explains the situation, which is definitely illegal. A little bit. But that's fine. It was and a- he pays it f- for it in cash, which yeah. is also not great. It was like, I won't rat if you don't kind exactly. of situation. Um, but they also go and get he uh, like um urinal a bedpan like disinfectant um window cleaner and a bunch of stuff that so he can clean the house and he can be prepared for mr bowditch coming home this confused me in this chapter why about a urinal is that like an add-on for a regular toilet type urinal or like because he doesn't know how to do plumbing i know he doesn't know how to do plumbing he didn't bust into the wall to get pipes and make split the pipes like how what is the urinal I don't know. Is it like actually an in-wall urinal, you think? Or is it like something that he can put on top of the toilet to make the toilet into a urinal or something? Probably. I don't. I genuinely would just... Every time he said it, I was like, this boy is not busting open the wall to get some, do some like, pipe Probably something running. just to make it easier for him to go to the bathroom, I would assume. I, maybe, probably. That's all. I mean, I have... I don't know. Maybe I don't know a, anything about urinals. Maybe That's it's just your, a big funnel. Your thing? Maybe it's just a big funnel he bought. Just a big <laughs> funnel. I guess. It says Pro- it has a long neck. Yeah, this is a long neck funnel. <laughs> that, that makes sense to me. Continue. <laughs> okay. Anyways, um, so on the ride back home, Charlie is like, oh, he was expecting his dad to kind of talk about the commitment he'd made, and he doesn't, but um, he kind of assumes it's going to happen soon. Yeah. Uh, they get back to uh, Mr. Bodich's house, 
And Charlie walks in. He's greeted by Radar, like always. Yep. Uh, he goes to... He's, like, thinking about installing the safety bars. He has to install some safety bars on the bathroom. But he decides he's going to wait till tomorrow. So he doesn't do that yet. But he does go and look for um, rags. And he was going to clean out... Like, start, like, on the fence outside, but decides not to. Um, he is just kind of going about the house looking for things to clean. Windows. Well, we haven't gotten to the, him actually climbing the windows yet. He decided the well, windows would come first. Yes, he's decided the windows would come first. He's looking for stuff to oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, do it with. Rags. Yeah. There we go. But he also is looking for sheets. Yeah. So he explores the like different bedrooms, like the bathroom. He finds a linen closet and some mm. sheets. He also finds a bunch of really, really nice books. Yeah. Like expensive hardbacks that are wet that got wet because the the roof is leaking we find out yeah um but he so he's gonna try and hopefully somehow fix the the books but um he does some he does find some interesting ones he finds one next to the bed which we assume is would be the main like bedroom with mr bodich sleeps yeah like the reading um his his current reading yes some that he's currently reading at the moment he climbs up some more stairs to the third floor and finds like just random furniture up there. So some fancy chairs that he thinks are supposed to go in the dining room that aren't. Yeah. Um. He finds a toolbox with the initials initials A B. We don't know whose initials those are. C D. E F G. I wonder where you. <laughs> <laughs> that sigh was so mean. <laughs> <laughs> I had a moment of what are you doing when you said CD I thought of like an actual CD and I had a moment of what are you doing yeah okay but anyways he finds uh, these tools um, up in the third floor but the roof is leaking and so the tools are rusty and they're worthless um, and then he decides to start cleaning the windows on the third floor because they're really filthy Yeah. Um, he does that then he goes downstairs, eats some lunch, like after he like you know finishes. Yeah, uh, he lets Radar look the bowl, which is cute, which is yes, adorable. Um, and that's kind of where this little section ends. They decide to go back to his house, and he brings Radar with him. Yep. And so he walks back to his house. He sees his dad sitting on the front porch, and he's got a pipe sitting on the railing of their house that's filled with tobacco. Yes. And we learned that this pipe was something that his uh, mom gave to his dad. So we find out that his dad used to be like a smoker. Like a cigarette and, smoker. Yes, like a cigarette smoker. And so his mom, uh, Charlie's mom, gave his dad this pipe for his birthday one year. Um, pretty expensive. And so that he'd try and like quit. Yeah. And he did eventually like slowly stop. And right before she died, he had quit altogether. Which is a um, good timing because otherwise. Yeah. Oh, uh, boy. Yeah. How- I it's it's sad. And he even talks about like the t- mom death is kind of sad, but it's okay. Yeah. He didn't um actually start smoking again mm-hmm. when he uh, when his mom like when Charlie's mom died, which is right, good. Right. He just did the drinking. Um but he does <laughs> like to so he kept it on like a pipe rack on their mantle for a while. Yep. But he does like to chew on the stem. It's like an anxiety thing. Yes. Chew, chew on it which is fair. Which is fair, um, yeah. But he, he doesn't use like chew on it much anymore, but he brings it out during like very serious talks. So Charlie knows that this is going to be a very serious talk. Yes. Um. So he walks up to his dad. Raider climbs the porch. Um. Dad's scratching her ears and Aww. asking him who's a good girl. And it's all cute. Yeah. And everyone loves Radar. I know. Yeah. Um. And then they just talk a little bit about what charlie found so the initials on the 
uh, toolbox A B. So assumes either his father or his grandfather's toolbox, right? Because um, they're obviously not B would probably stand for Bowditch, but mm-hmm. they're obviously not. Um, yeah, Howard. They don't is know not an A. Yeah, they don't know. They don't know who it was, but they assumed somebody who's related to the Bowditches. Yeah. Um. His dad offers to help. Uh. Charlie set everything up, but. Charlie's like, no, you'd probably just like get in the way because the bathroom's really small where he needs to put the safety bars in, and so it just would be kind of crazy. His dad asks if like there's nothing that you like don't want me to see, like or you're not hiding anything. There's nothing hiding in there that you don't want me to find out about. Yeah. And Charlie's like, no, nothing. And they just kind of talk about da- Charlie's dad gives a lot of confidence in Charlie for this. Like, right. I'm right. very impressed with how kind of laid back his dad is with this whole situation. Yeah. Like, can you imagine your 17-year-old is now taking basically full-time care of this old man yeah. who doesn't talk to literally every, anyone and never leaves his house and know, you know nothing about him? I'm very proud of the, how well his dad is actually handling the situation. Because yes. his dad, this is a very, I can imagine being, I can't imagine being a dad. But in my pretend imagination of what it would be like to be a dad, I imagine this would be very stressful. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um. But his dad does say, like, he can stay. So Charlie's going to stay at Mr. Boach's house, like, right. at night for for the uh, spring vacation. Right. And then once spring vacation's over, he has to come back. And But uh, Charlie's dad is like, I need you to make sure you're still doing your studies, even when you're taking care of him. Yeah. Like, don't forget about the other things you have to do while you're trying to take care of Mr. Bowditch. Life goes on, and you can't just quit it because you're doing this one thing. Yes, basically. Yep. Um, They talk about... Uh, so then they kind of switch conversation and they talk about the fact that Radar has no tags on her collar. Yep. Um, so they guess that she's probably never been vaccinated, never been to the vet, like nothing. Um, and then they talk about the fact that they don't really know anything about Mr. Bowditch. Nothing. And he, like they ask about where he's getting the money to pay them back, how he's going to afford to pay the hospital bill because hospital bills are expensive and because of his dad's job he his dad has a good estimate for like the price of things yes so he knows this this um hospital stay he says eighty thousand minimum yes and his dad is also because of his job done a lot of research on mr bodich yes and so basically has found nothing yeah like he's looked into it and has found nothing and charlie's like well he doesn't have it like a computer he doesn't have facebook like right. doesn't have any of the social media accounts or anything He's found that like he does pay his taxes and stuff, but that's like essentially all that he knows. He knows that somehow this man has has a lot of money to pay taxes. Yes. And that's all he knows. Yes, because the taxes on this house are 22,000 and some change every single year, mm-hmm. which is a lot. Oh, he also the he knows who purchased the house. Yes, so they figure out um the toolbox, the AB initials probably stand for Adrian Bodich. Um which the house was purchased by Adrian Bowditch in 1920. And so they guess it's probably like his grandfather or his father. 103 years ago. Yeah. That's so old. Yeah. No wonder the roof is leaking. <laughs> I mean, this was in 2013. So it still, wasn't quite 100 years old. Still, a 97-year-old house yeah. leaking is exactly pretty expected. Yes. Sorry, audience. I know it's 93. Don't correct me. I said 97 because I was like seven more years till it's 100. So then that was my stumble. Don't worry, audience. <laughs> I just agree with you. I know. Don't I worry. I didn't even I think know. about it. I did the math. It's 93. I just misspoke. If you get mad at me, I'll get mad at you in return. Whoa. Yeah. I'm Whoa. Ready to, I'm always ready to fight. You don't even know. Wow. <laughs> Anyways, 
Um, they wonder how old Mr. Bodich is because they yeah. don't know, and he claims he doesn't know. So like, <laughs> imagine forgetting. Yeah, I feel like I hear that a lot. People are like, I don't know how old I am. I'm like, you don't know. That's gonna be my goal. I'm gonna. I hope to get old enough that I can't remember. <laughs> That's my life goal. That's solid, I guess. I hope one day I make enough money to live happily, and I get old enough I don't remember. That's all. Those are my two goals in life. <laughs> there you go. Oh, Anyways. Um, they're trying to guess how old he is. Um, they figure he was probably old enough to serve in Vietnam, but they can't find any military records, so they assume he didn't serve. Yeah, probably um, didn't serve. Yeah, most likely didn't serve. Yeah, they talk about like Colin said, um, how he's got to have a lot of money somehow because the property taxes on the house are really high, but they can't figure out like what he did before he retired. They they don't nothing. Yeah. And here, sorry, there in this page, I wanted to bring this up. Yes. Another example of a boomer thinking the Gen Z are dumb. The dad says, uh, reminds me of the Unabomber. And his son is like, the Una who? To be fair, I don't know what I didn't know what that uh, was. Have you heard of the Unabomber? Have you not heard of the Unabomber? I don't oh, think so. Oh, frick it, I was wrong. <laughs> it's a you it's the guy. He's a terror he was a terrorist. Like yeah, have you actually obviously not- I read yeah, the yeah, next yeah. paragraph. Have you not heard of the Unabomber, really? No, I don't think so. Oh, wow. I just assumed everybody had. My bad. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Stephen, I apologize. Stephen, I thought. Or maybe it's just me. I don't know. Stephen, I thought we wouldn't all know. I apologize for, for attacking <laughs> your writing. You were right the whole time, Stephen. My bad. <laughs> That's funny. I didn't know what that was. I never read this name. It's just a terrorist. Well, I got that. Yeah, it's just a terrorist. But. Um, so his dad asks if there's any bomb making equipment running around Boris's <laughs> house, which is funny. But Charlie's like, I'm not entirely sure he was joking, which is fair. Yeah, no, yeah. That's it's that's a fair question I feel like to ask in this situation. Yeah. Um, he asks about if there's any pictures. There's and Charlie's like, no, there's no pictures. The only photo I've seen is one of Radar, and um, that's it. So basically, they just talk about the fact that they know literally nothing about this man, but they do learn. His dad did learn that. He does have a car. Mr. Bodich has a car. It's a 1957 Studebaker. Is that how you say that? Is that uh, what it's called? I've see. never heard of that. Yeah, it's something like that. Um, but he's got this, and he pays like taxes on it. It's registered as an antique, but uh, they don't know where the car is. Yeah, like Charlie's not seen a car. Anywhere. Also, he doesn't have a license, so yes. be, there's no way he should. He has like, no driver's that. license. Um, uh, sixty bucks a year, not bad taxes. That's all I just wanted to mention. That's not bad taxes he has to pay for that. Yeah. Um, uh, Charlie asks about Adrian Bodish, whether there's a license on him and, uh, Charlie's dad is like, well, I, I haven't, didn't think about that. I'll go check on that. Yep. Um, so basically they just kind of, that's the end of the conversation. They just determined that they really don't know anything about this man. Yeah. They did a lot of just gossip. Yeah. Just a section of gossip. And that is a lot of theory though. Yeah. There's a lot of theory in that little section. Well, I'm not going to theor- I'm not going to theorize until uh after until after my chapter cuz I think my chapter gives me more light to the theories that I want to make. Okay. Just yeah. so you know. All right. Okay, so we move on again. Um Charlie is just talking about the fact that he's still thinking about all the things they don't know about uh Mr. Bodich as he's back in Mr. Bodich's house cleaning the bed. He he made all the sheets like he found some sheets that were cleaner and smelled better. Yep. Um, so, but he made up, uh, a bed in the guest room for him. And then he also made up one or the pullout couch for Mr. Bodich when he comes back. Mm-hmm. Um, he is now fed, uh, radar, her food along with the pills. 
He right. does find a some pills in uh, Mr. Burch's like little cupboard somewhere. Like like the same pills he got for the dog. Yes, the same pills he bought for Radar. So that makes him feel better knowing that, hey, yeah. you know, he wasn't just ignoring um, it all. But he also finds a phone that he puts next to the pullout couch because he wants uh, Mr. Burch to be able to call him if something goes wrong. Um, and actually, as he's holding it, the phone starts to ring. Yeah. Which is funny. And it's Mr. Bodich calling from the hospital. Also, one more thing. This is just random. But this phone has no accept button or decline button. Yeah. That's weird to me. It's, it's a landline. You'd pick it up. I know. But uh, we have a landline at home, and I'm pretty sure it has an accept. Yes, really? it has an accept or a decline button on it. Oh, well, I don't know. All the landlines. I've, I think. I've, I've interacted with landlines. All, normally, if you just pick it up, it's, it answers. I don't. I don't know. I'm pretty sure our landline has an accepted. I'm sure there are some that have them, but uh, the the one my family used to have when I was a kid didn't have one. Yeah, we still have a landline because we're old like that. Nice. <laughs> we don't use it very often, but yeah. Um. Anyways, I just was something I had noticed and was confused about, but I guess it makes sense. Yeah. Um. But he picks it up, and Mr. Bodich is like, you know, hey, why is Radar barking? Because Radar's barking at this point. And if Charlie's like, because I dropped the phone and got scared because I wasn't expecting it to ring while I was holding it. Yeah. Which is 100% fair. Oh, yeah. I would drop it too. Yeah. And he's like, I hoped you would be there because I knew it was Radar's dinner time. Like, you fed her. Yeah. And Charlie's like, yeah, she ate it in like three gulps. And that makes Mr. Bodich laugh, which is really good. Yeah. Um, uh, Charlie asks how he's feeling. And he says something that's kind of funny. He talks about the fact that he's able to get out of bed now, but he's still in a lot of pain. And then he says, dragging that fixator around makes me feel like Jacob Marley. Yep. Which made me laugh. And, and Charlie says, these are the chains I wore in life in response to that. Yeah. Which if you've ever seen Christmas Carol, they're pretty good. Or Reddit. Or Reddit, yes. Or seen a Muppet version. The Muppet version? Yeah, a Muppet Christmas Carol. I don't know if I've seen the Muppet version. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it exists and it's pretty good. <laughs> You're pretty sure. You're not even completely sure. Yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure. Or if you've seen the new Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds mo Christmas movie that came out last year, I forget what it's called, but it was very good. It also had. Oh, that. I know what Spirited. you're talking about. Spirited. I never got to see that. It was really good. I really want to. You should watch it next year. Oh, I love Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. The way you, you said it was such a dreamy voice. Oh, I love Ryan Reynolds. Good for you, Sydney. <laughs> Thank you. Moving on. Anyways, um, uh, Mr. Bodich asks if he can come on. He's coming home on Monday, but he wants to talk to Charlie first. And yes. so he asks if he can come tomorrow to uh, talk to him. His roommate is going to be down watching a baseball game, so they'll have some privacy. Yes. Um, and Charlie's like, yeah, sure, I can do that. Um, I made up the couch for you. Like, I made the bed upstairs for me. And then he gets interrupted by Mr. Bodich. And it, Mr. Bodich is like, hey, look, are you any good at keeping secrets? Hey, hey, boy, can you keep a secret? Hey, boy, can you keep a secret? Are you good at keeping secrets as you are making beds? Hey, boy. <laughs> Why did your eyes get wild? That's because that's how he sounds. He's Well, he's high on drugs at this part. So he kind of sounds like, hey, boy, <laughs> boy. Can you give a secret? <laughs> that is not how I read that. That's why I read it every time. I, I old man voice. I always read as like a creepy boy, creepy guy. I wish you guys could see Colton's face because <laughs> his eyes got so like crazy. Yeah, a little bit. 
Oh, this is one of those moments I wish we had a camera. I'm sorry we don't have a camera. That's funny. One day. One day. Anyways. Go ahead. (laughs) I hated that. (laughs) Anyways. um, Anyways. And Charlie's like, yeah, I can keep a secret. (laughs) I forgot what we were talking about. (laughs) Keep going. I don't know, but when you said I keep a secret, my brain immediately started doing the hey boy thing again. Keep going, keep going, keep going. I'm sorry, I'm distracting. Go, go, go. Okay, 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 okay. Anyways, um, Charlie says, I keep a secret. Yes. And he goes, as long as you're not going to tell me you killed someone and there's a body in the shed. And Mr. Burridge pauses. (laughs) For like a weirdly long time. And he goes, no, nothing like that. But these are big secrets. And... Um, so he's like, how much am I in the bucket for, like, with you and your father? So how much money do I owe? And Charlie's like, a couple hundred. And then Mr. Burge is like, well, I'm going to pay you 500 a week yeah. for taking care of me and, like, doing all this stuff. And Charlie's, like, shooketh. Yeah. Like, he was going to do this for free, which is good on him. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you don't have to pay me anything. And Mr. Burge is like, no, I'm going to pay you 500 a week and... If things work out, a year-end bonus. Yeah. Which is, that's a, quite a bit. 500 big, a week? Big plays, yeah. That's a lot. It's a lot. But good for him. Great for um, him. And that kind of shows that whatever Mr. Boric has done with his life, he's comfortable just giving out money. Yeah. But, I like. Can I read this one sentence in this chapter? Yes. I made a promise to God, but if Mr. Boric wanted to pay me while I was fulfilling that promise, I didn't see any conflict. <laughs> yeah. I, I like <laughs> That's that. That's fair. And I like that. I agree. Um, I nailed it. Yes. But so Charlie accepts this offer and <laughs> he also says that it says, although if he turned out to be a serial killer after all, I wasn't going to keep his secret for $500 a week. For that, it would take at least 1000 <laughs> and then is that he did put parentheses after that and says joke. <laughs> I know, but I thought that was funny. It is pretty funny. Um, and so he's like, I didn't expect anything. Like, thank you for this. Um, but Mr. Burge is like, it's fine. Like, let me pay you. Yeah. And then he talks about the flower canister. So you remember earlier on, this was in the first the first episode. They talked about he mentioned the flower canister having money, and they was like, no, I forgot. There was there's nothing in there. Well, there is money in the flower canister after all, and he tells Charlie to take out seven hundred dollars for it. So five for his first week's page like wages, yeah. and then two for the just expenses that his dad and he has already had to pay. Yeah. Um. So he's like, you know, go do this, and I just, you know, we're gonna discuss some stuff in the future that, like, I'm hoping I trust you. I trust you basically. I trust you to take, like, and keep these secrets, and. Charlie's like, as long as it's not a bad crime. Yeah. He specifies bad crime. He said crime at first and then specifies bad crime. Speaking um, of bad crime, you skipped over this. It talks about Charlie and his, uh, what was his friend's name? Oh, Birdie. Yeah. They talk about some of the stuff. So, yeah, I did skip over this. Um, Charlie briefly thinks about some of the stuff he and his friend Birdie did. One of them being well, first, smearing dog poop over a policeman's. Car, like on a policeman's yeah, and he's uh, like, windshield. He's like, he feels bad about this one. And the other one is he found a random phone in a park and so he called a bomb threat into the local elementary school. Yeah. That's significantly worse. Yes. Pretty bad stuff he was doing with Birdie. This is when his parents, his dad was like drunk and he was coping in a bad way. Yes. Like there, there's the defense for him, but it was also just like a weird detail that they dropped in about this character that makes me like him a tiny bit less. Not a lot less. 
but just like a tiny bit yeah. less. But I like that it colors in his history. Anyway, yes, continue. and he also feels awful about it. Yeah, but the, the reason he thinks about it is because when Mr. Bush asks about secrets, yeah, he thinks, yeah, I've kept this secret, like all these I can secrets. I keep a secret for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Anyways, that's basically the end of the conversation with Mr. Bodich. He hangs up. Charlie goes to the flower canister in the kitchen and opens it up, and there is just, like, piles and piles of money. Like, on top, it's just mostly 10s and 20s and 5s. He pulls them out, and on the bottom, there are stacks and stacks of banded $50 bills and $100 bills from the bank. Yeah. Like, fresh, never-been-used, like, dollar bills or hundreds and fifties. Yeah. And he pulls them out. There are six banded stacks of 50s with 10 50s in each stack and five banded stacks of 100 also 10 to a stack. That There's $8,000 in this flower canister. Yeah. 8000 Can yeah. you imagine keeping $8,000 in your flower canister? No, I keep my $8,000 in my uh, underneath my bed. <laughs> underneath your bed? Yeah, in my pillowcase. <laughs> Why do you have the $8,000 in cash? Why? So the dirty government doesn't steal it, Sydney. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> okay, Colton. Oh man. Anyways, sometimes I just lie. I don't know why. Sometimes I just lie on the show. You guys don't know <laughs> That's me. Awful. You guys don't know me. I could be. A, I could be a, just a completely different person. You'll never know. You could be a serial killer. I could be. I. I'm Maybe not. He's paying me a thousand dollars a week. To keep his secret. If I was making a thousand dollars a week from this show, I would be ecstatic. I would be so <laughs> ecstatic if I was making a thousand dollars a week. You're making thousand dollars a week at all. Yeah. I think you'd be ecstatic. That's a lot of money a week. That's fifty two thousand dollars a year. That's, that's I can I can find a good pretty a decent living on that. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways, um, he pulls out the money. He takes out the seven hundred dollars and puts the rest back, which good on him. Yeah. Um. But as he's putting it back, he finds three little pellets at the bottom that he thinks look like gold. Sat on the window. What? Three little birds. Oh. Sat on the window. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? They told me I don't need to worry now. Oh. It's a song. I know. I was referencing the, the gold. Pellet. I got you. Yeah, got it. You just said three little in... Yeah, I, I got you. Don't have to explain it, Cole, and I got it. You, well, you seem very confused. It was for a second, but I got it now. Okay, go ahead. Keep going then. Okay, um, and that's where this little section ends. He <laughs> wonders, oh, is that gold? Is it? I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> Anyways, so we skip forward some time. He has walked back down to his house, and he has decided that he's going to tell his dad about his call. Mr. Bush's call and his offer for employment. Yep. But he's not going to tell him about the money in the flower canister and if the, that was actually gold that he found. Yeah. Um. But so he walks down uh, back to his house and he walks in and they sit down and watch a movie on the TV and he tells his dad um, that there is money in the flower canister. He says some though. He doesn't. Yes. Li- he doesn't, he doesn't tell him how much is left, but he tell he shows him the seven hundred dollars. And they decided to put four hundred away right. for Charlie's college, which yeah. is really cool. It's really cool. That's really good. Um, and then he takes the other two hundred, and I assume Charlie just keeps the extra one hundred. That makes sense. Yeah. I would. I would assume. Yeah. I don't really know. They don't Sorry, specify. Sorry, mean he the extra five hundred. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, because four hundred college, four hundred to college, two hundred to dad, to dad and one hundred to Charlie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That extra. makes sense. One hundred Charlie. Yeah. Um. So they decided to do that, and they just kind of. 
talk about um, how his dad is like, you know, glad he's doing this. Right. But he wants him to, on- he's only allowed to spend nights there during spring vacation. And he wants him to still like work on his studies. You yeah. Know, things I mentioned earlier. Yeah. Um, and he's like, you thought you were going to be doing this for free, weren't you? And mm-hmm. Charlie's like, yeah, I yeah. was. And his dad's like, you know, you're a good kid, Charlie. I don't know what I did to deserve you. And Charlie's like, well, if you knew what I had done with Birdie, <laughs> you uh, might not think that. Um, and then he thinks about um, in bed that night. This chapter just kind of ends with he's thinking about wondering whether uh, Mr. Bowditch has a gold mine locked in the shed. Yeah. And dwarves named Sleepy and Grumpy to take care of it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I think he does. Oh no! But let really? me let me okay. We'll do this at theory time. Okay. Clearly, I wish the portal hadn't been spoiled to Colton. <laughs> Clearly, in the portal, there's some kind of gold making opportunity. Who know, we don't know how, but yeah. clearly there's something going on with the portal and gold, which is, I wish I hadn't been spoiled about that. <laughs> it's just, it's tough. Yeah. I do think there is really no other way to explain this book and make it sound interesting without yeah, you explaining the portal. Yeah. Cause right now, if I, we are at the end of this chapter, we're over, we're in triple digits at the end of my chapter. Yeah. And still not much has happened in me reading it. If I didn't have anything to entice me to continue, I'd be like, this is a cute story about a boy and his dog. And then I would stop reading the book. Exactly. <laughs> so it helps that so, to know yeah. it's going to push me forward. Exactly. Speaking um, of my chapter. Oh, well, sorry. Do you have any other theories you want to go on? Or are we going to wait till the end of your chapter? Nothing that nothing's not, that's not additionally addressed, addressed in my chapter that would give more context. Okay. Okay, so here we go. Uh, chapter six, the three titles, are, uh, sorry, several titles are Hospital Visit, The Safe, Statinville, Gold Greed, Mr. Bowditch Comes Home. Whoa. Much like how E.T. does it. Um, E.T. Uh, so go ba- home. Come home? Go home. That's why I said go home. Yeah, yeah, you nailed it. Okay. Yep. I, I was like, didn't know if that was right when I said I it. I appreciate that you and I both, whenever the other ones turn to talk, we become the most annoying fools in the world. <laughs> <laughs> just just interjecting, having a great time. I'm not, I'm not upset with you because I do the same thing. But I think it's super funny. Um, anyway, uh, chapter six starts with- uh, It'd be boring if we didn't. Sorry, go. <laughs> I'm going to try one more time. And if it doesn't work again, I'll let you do chapter six. Okay, go. Uh, so basically, it starts with Mr. Bowditch's talk uh, that he and Charlie had when his uh, roommate was watching the baseball uh, baseball game they're talking about. Yeah. Um, the White Sox and the Tigers. Yeah. They, so he's talking about uh, that they are talking about uh, right now they're his drug. It's kind of the first thing to talk about. Charlie helps him a little bit with his with his leg and getting it like comfortable. And uh, well... It's because he showed, look, I can go to the bathroom. And he got up and went to the bathroom and then came back. He's on oxycotin. Um, is that how, what it is? I think it's oxycodone it's, is how you say it. Okay. Well, they call it oxy. Yeah. Um, which is a highly addictive drug. Very highly addictive, but it's good, good, good for pain. Uh, and so the uh, nurses are like very much uh, restricting how much he can have because they're, they're even like, you're going to take this. You're going to be addicted to it. It's going to be hard to get off of it, but it's better than the pain you're going to have otherwise. Yeah. Um. So they they stopped the morphine pump to start doing that. Uh, he's able to walk a tiny bit, but he's like a lot, a lot of exertion that he has to um, go anywhere. So like he went to pee and came back and very much in pain. But he's able to kind of waddle around on his own a little bit. Yes. Um, and he says basically uh, walking to the bathroom feels like a marathon. 
Uh, so it's 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 hard. It's hard for him to get anywhere. Um, and so he goes to the bathroom and grabs a wet paper towel and goes to wipe off uh, Mr. Bonich's Howard's forehead. And Mr. Bonich is like, uh, what do you think you're doing? And he says, get the sweat off you. Hold still. And he doesn't like it. But Charlie says, you're paying me. Let me do my job. Yes. Which, which I thought was a funny statement. Yeah. This is also a bonding moment for them. Yeah. Kind of. It, there's a lot. Of this. It's kind of cute. I hate that. It, I wish I knew more about him. So it's not like creepy old man and child. But yeah. uh, they, it, they are becoming kind of friends. A lot of that, I bet, is probably because uh, he's high on drugs all the time right now. Yes. Uh, and then talk for a second about how Ravensburger came to see uh, Mr. Mr. Uh, Bowditch. And it, and they talk about how uh, Charlie's already met them, met, met, met her and about... Before you say anything else. Sorry. I, <laughs> I want to point out, Mr. Bowditch says, when he says Ravensburger, he goes, like, that's a crazy name. And he says, I try to think of a burger made out of a raven meat and my mind just boggles and that <laughs> sentence cracks me up yeah that's so funny but also i get it like i kind of do i mean he's high when yeah. he says this charlie's next thought but is that's i so won't funny. say he was stoned on oxy but i won't say he wasn't <laughs> <laughs> i just thought that little section was funny yeah okay continue and basically Ravensburger had come to give a check yeah, like the bill for the thing. Yeah. And they haggled a little bit. I'll pay in cash. He got 20% off, essentially. And 20% off was a $19,000 discount. Nine, that's that's so much. Yeah. So essentially, he's going to be paying a little less than $80,000 as his uh, total total cost at the end of the day. That's insane. It's ridiculous. Um, and he says, he says, here's what I, here's what I need you to do. I can pay... But I need you to help put in some legwork for me. Yeah. And Charlie says, if, uh, he says like how the, he's starts to try and object saying the flower canister does not have enough money for this. Yeah. And um, then he waved it away as if $8,000 was petty cash. Like yeah. how that's like um, not much. And he says, here's what I want you to do. And um, then Charlie, the author, the future Charlie who's writing this, yeah. is very, very vague about what happens. He says, he told me when he was done, he asked me if I need to write anything down. So basically, we don't get told what yes. he actually told him. Yeah. Um, but it's just basically... Um, we found out there's a safe and a yeah. safe combination. There's a safe and a combination he gets written down. There's a plan that they he have. He writes it down on his arms so that he can wash it off. Yeah. And there's a plan that they have that they know is going to happen. He left and then he comes. Uh, Charlie leaves and then Charlie comes back. And they have this little conversation about um, Charlie asking the, about the phrase he said earlier, which is, you said a brave man helps, but a coward gives premise, a presence. Sorry. Uh, and Howard says that he doesn't remember saying that. And um, Charlie asks what it means. And he says, I don't know. But that's a weird thing for them to bring attention to, that saying. Yeah. Because honestly, I thought I understood it. So I'm guessing it's going to have some kind of uh, importance later on because mm -hmm. it'd be weird for him to bring it up again otherwise. Yeah. Because the idea of uh, brave men help cowards give presents, mm -hmm. I get that. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Yeah. I don't see why this, that's important. So I, I, I'm assuming it is because mm -hmm. I don't get it. Yeah. If I understood why they had this conversation, I'd assume that it's not important. But because yes. I don't, I assume it is. But that's how this that's how books this book is. Uh -huh. They say something, it's like that didn't seem important, so it must be. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. 
Uh, anyway, now that was the end of the first section. And the second section opens with um, him biking back to uh, to the house, the, yes. the psycho house. And the he psycho is house. just super duper excited to see what it was. Uh, and so he runs in uh, and essentially he runs straight to a safe. And yeah, which is in um, it's in Mr. Boach's bedroom closet. Yep. Like hidden behind the clothes. Yeah. Uh, and he got it to work to to open, and the first thing he sees is a six a six uh, bullet revolver. Yes, that is loaded. It's like a forty five. Yeah, th- sorry, a thirty two. No. Oh wait. Um, it's a forty five. Oh, right, right, right. It's a forty five. They talk about the, the, his dad. His mom had a a one that was his dad bought that was a thirty two. Yeah, they a, don't actually. Charlie doesn't actually know if they even still have it. Uh, it's a forty five. It's loaded and sitting there ready to shoot whenever, which is yeah. not gun safety, Mr. Bowditch. Um, yes. But on the Accurate. bottom shelf, there is a bucket that is filled to the brim with gold beads. Pellets. Beads and pellets are essentially the same thing, <laughs> Sydney. No, they're not. Yeah, they call it BBs. Like they call it they call it gold BBs. It's they're beads. <laughs> um they're pellets. But they're basically solid, solid gold. Um he tried to lift it, and he says there's pro- uh, at least forty pounds, maybe fifty, of just pure gold sitting uh, in a bucket in a safe. Can in you his imagine house. that? Imagine what? That much gold? Yeah. Like that's, that's crazy. I can't. I can't even imagine. Yeah. Um. And so I want to do a dramatic reading here. Okay. All of section three is really short, so I think we just send it and uh, work our way through section three as a team. Okay. Here we go. That night, after I fed her, I went upstairs and looked at the bucket of gold again, just to make sure I hadn't imagined it. When I got home, Dad asked me if I was ready for Mr. Bowditch's homecoming. I said I was, but I had stuff to do before he arrived. Still okay to borrow your Jill? And the power screwdriver? Of course. And I'd still be glad to come up and give you a hand if I could. But I've got a meeting at nine. It's that apartment house fire I told you about. Turns out it may have been arson. I'll be fine. I hope so. Are you okay? Sure, why? You seem a little off. Worried about tomorrow? A little, I said, which wasn't a lie. You may wonder if I had any urge to tell my father about what I'd found. I didn't. Mr. Bowditch had sworn me to secrecy. That was one thing. He claimed the gold hadn't been stolen in the usual sense, and that was another. I'd asked what that meant, but all he would say is that nobody in the whole world was looking for it. Until I knew more, I was willing to take him at his word. There was another thing. I was 17 years old, and this was the most exciting thing that had ever happened to me, by far, and I wanted to chase it. That's 100% fair. 100% fair, for sure. If I was 17 years old and this happened, like, I don't know how I'd react. Yeah. Like, that it's 100% fair. He's 17 years old. Yeah. He has every... I, I understand that he doesn't want to tell anybody because that's wild. And there's also, here's a bunch of theory bait. It wasn't stolen in the usual sense, and there's no one else. Here's the wording I want to uh, clarify. No one else in the whole world yes. who is looking for it. Yes. On a different world, who knows? I don't know. Maybe in a different world, there is people looking for it. Portal. Maybe. Is it a leprechaun portal? A leprechaun portal? Is it where leprechauns come from? <laughs> I don't know. Me gold. <laughs> Me gold. You got to me gold. <laughs> <laughs> Are we gonna meet 
the lucky charms dude <laughs> that's not what they sound like either they're not they're not <laughs> like that um, it's me a gold it's me a leprechaun <laughs> <Woo-hoo>. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why but the way you said me gold made me think of mario also made me think of mario <laughs> <laughs> okay i'm glad it wasn't just me um but no yeah uh I think I'm going to talk about it more later, but I think this is all portal related. Okay. Man, I wish I didn't know about that portal. Anyway, I might, my theories would be so much wilder if I didn't know about that portal. Yeah. Anyway. But then you wouldn't. The book would be boring. Yes, I agree. Um, moving on to section four. On Monday, uh, Charlie bikes up to Mr. Bowditch's house bright and early. Uh, this is the day that Mr. Bowditch is coming home. Correct. Which is pretty exciting. Woo! Uh, he installed the safety bars, which made the bathroom extremely cozy, which he thinks is probably good because even then it'd be hard to fall down. There's stuff that you can reach yes. everywhere now because there's the safety bars and stuff. There's nowhere you can you can go. You uh, need to re-break his leg. Yes. Also, he they, so they're solid. Uh, I, this is a cute thing I wanted to identify. He calls radar raids. He goes, raids. what do you think, raids? Which I think raids. is pretty cute. So cute. Also, sorry. I have one more thing I wanted to address. Okay. I love every time that he says Radar thumps her tail because it reminds me so much of my elderly dog who passed away like two years ago because she used to lay on her side and if you said her name, she would whack her tail when she's laying on her side and she did not have any regard for the floor. So it was so – in the basement, you can hear on the the upper floor. (laughs) I miss her. That's cute. She reminds me a lot of Radar. Dogs thumping their tail is the cutest. My dog (laughs) – That's that's something elderly dogs is cuter than what uh baby dogs. Baby dogs don't do as cute as elderly dogs. We had a Great Dane, so she didn't have a big poofy tail. Yeah. Um, But she – would whack she had no regard even when she was young she had no regard as to where that tail went and what it hit yeah and so she'd constantly just be wagging her tail smacking things and like it can be annoying when she hits you with her little thin tail and yeah. it kind of hurts yeah but it's also very it's cute. very cute love dogs yeah especially when she was older and she couldn't thump it as fast yeah she couldn't wag it as fast and so it'd be like a slow slow little wag and then she just whack things yeah <laughs> Um. Anyway, uh, <laughs> he talks. It, it cuts to him. His thinking about that conversation that Stephen King jumped over earlier between him and uh, between him and yes. Mr. Bowditch talking about how you can weigh the gold in the bathroom scale, and a person named uh, Henrich will use a digital scale. Yeah, a digital. A digital is how he spells it every time. Uh-huh. Uh huh. To make it more exact, but you can weigh it and get like estimate pretty close yeah. on the bathroom scale. Like you probably want to go over a little heavier from what the scale says. Yeah. But yeah, because yeah. they're taking it to. Um, Don't uh, tell them. I'll tell them. Okay, Sorry. Tell them what it says in the book. Uh, okay. Basically, he says he normally does these exchanges at night. Makes it seem like really sketchy. Uh, but it's because he has the nosy neighbor, Mrs. Richland, that we've talked about several times. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Uh, also. Yes. One thing. I just want to point out, um, obviously, uh, they go to Stanville. Yeah. Um, which is where... It's a cash for jewelry yes. store. Um, they go to... So, Mr. Bowditch takes it the like, gold to Stanville to Heinrich, which is where Heinrich is. But <laughs> to get there, because he doesn't have a car, right? Yeah. To get there, he takes a Uber. <laughs> that's what Mr. Bowditch calls it. Is, <laughs> a Uber. Pretty funny. I don't um, know why it took me so long to say. Yeah. My brain was like just not there. Frazzled. Okay, continue. Um. Anyway, he says, uh, if you want, because it's kind of sketchy and I get that, you can take the gun. And 
I like this line that he says. Um, uh, Charlie says, I know guns make some people feel powerful, but I'm not one of those guys. And I I get that vibe. Yeah. I also had that same thing where I like, I get why you think guns make you feel strong. I don't want to carry a gun. Yeah. Um, it's fair. Anyway. Uh, so he also foretells that he didn't know, but he would be soon be carrying it in the future. Yeah. That's all. Moving on. He grabs a, like a scoop from the pantry and goes up to the gold bucket and just like kind of scoops it into his into his backpack. Just scooping gold. He also just sticks his hands in it for a oh, second. Oh, yeah. He sticks his hand in and like enjoys the feeling for a second. Which is fair. Yeah. And he scoops gold and he goes down to the um, scale. And well, first before he talks about that, apparently Mr. Bowditch is giving the guy a good deal. And by a good deal, he's giving him like uh, he thinks... He's giving him a thousand off a pound, but it turns off he's getting like uh he he's giving him like six thousand off a pound. Yes. So Henrich is like really stealing from this old man, but this old man don't care because he got infinite gold. He's got a crap ton of gold, yeah. Um yeah, so anyway, this guy's he's getting gypped essentially is what we learned. But mm-hmm. uh But Henry, he's still getting seventy four thousand dollars oh, yeah. for it. And Henry has no desire to like correct him. Henry? No, Charlie. Charlie. Sorry. Charlie has Who's no, Henry? Yeah, Charlie has no desire to like correct this interaction because yeah. once again, the guy is sketchy and he doesn't want to worry about it. Yes. Um so he weighs out uh he says he'll probably need about six pounds, so he weighs out seven to put it into his bag. Uh and takes off. He's basically carrying around a hundred and fifteen thousand like correctly, a hundred and fifteen thousand yeah. dollars in gold while he bikes to Stanville. Yep. That's a crap ton of money. Yeah. He bikes to Stantonville, which is a place that's like a dying, like strip mall type place. Like, I'd be terrified. Sorry, I'm interrupting you again. You're good. I'd be terrified that I'd lose it. Like $115,000 in gold. I would be like the entire time freaking out that I was going to lose it. Um. So yeah, he bikes down into Stantonville, which is a place that is like a dying little like downtown area because a mall was put up in the 70s. Uh, not super important. And so he's a little early. So before he goes in, he goes and gets himself a drink from a diner. Yeah. And sits in the diner. And then a paragraph that I wanted to address really fast. I'm going to read it verbatim. Here's a paragraph. It says, I can't swear that Christopher Poli uh, was there that morning. I can't swear he wasn't. Poli was the kind of guy who could fade into the landscape until he was ready for you to see him. He could have been in the diner, chowing down on bacon and eggs. He could have been in the bus shelter or pretending to study the guitars and boom boxes in the Straightonville Pawn and Loan. Or he could have been nowhere. All I can say is that I don't remember anyone in a retro white socks hat, the kind with the red circle on the front. Maybe he wasn't wearing it, but I never saw that son of a bitch without it. Who in the world is Christopher Poli? This, I genuinely, Sydney. Yes. You just smile. So apparently the character's coming back. I know it's character's coming back. Do you know how I know? Because I looked it up online. Did I forget this person? Is this the person who I don't <laughs> you know? You looked it up? I didn't, no spoilers. I saw a Reddit thread where somebody else posted, did I miss something? And they're like, no, it comes back later. That's so, funny. There's a, apparently there's a chapter here where it's like, by the way, I'm, I was being stalked the whole time. And it's weird that this is brought up randomly and not addressed again for this entire chapter. Uh, Why no. did he do Actually, that? Actually, it is dressed again. That, wait, Polly is addressed again? Polly is addressed again. Where? In a couple of pages. I never saw. Wait, where? At the end of this section. I'll the do, end of section five. Well, when I get there, you can tell me because I didn't see it the first time I read it. Yeah. I didn't notice it. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but um it it is funny and I remember when I got to this part reading this today um cuz I've obviously read this so I know what happens yeah. um and I know the whole thing but when I got to this part I was like ah 
I can't wait for Colton to get there <laughs> because he's going to be like, who the heck is this What's dude? happening? He's getting stalked by a Red Sox fan? <laughs> yeah. It's weird, especially because it's at a page turn. Yeah. So it's like, did I like lose I a page? I genuinely <laughs> thought. That, you, you're right. I had that exact same interaction. I was going to mention it, but I genuinely like, did the thing where you like, rub your fingers to see if there's a page stuck together. I like checked the page the numbers. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, it is. That was so entirely. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Whoa, my voice is cracked. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> wow. Look how in sync we are, you guys. This is creepy. We're just like co-hosts. We spend too much time Yeah, we're together. good co-hosts. Anyways, um, I was going to say one more thing about this before yeah. we move on. Um, It is a little odd that it just randomly got brought up. Um, This book does a lot of little things like that. Because it's written from because like because it's written from the first person perspective, and it's written in the like from the future who the future guy who already knows what happens. He's yeah. writing it, so he so, spoils himself sometimes. But the yes. audience doesn't know what the spoiler means. Uh-huh. It's weird dynamic. I kind of like it. It is. It's very different. It's one of the reasons I like this book a lot is because there's a lot of little yeah. like oh kind of spoilers, yeah, but not. Yeah. And well, I think like, it, it keeps you in suspense a lot. Yeah, and so I like it. But yeah, this is one of them that's pretty big. Um, I will say uh, it'll be a couple weeks before we find out. <laughs> really? It actually, it's not, it won't be too terribly long. Okay, good. Um, so anyway, he gets to the store, which is excellent jewelers we buy and sell. It was closed, but he he rang the bell. And after a few minutes, a guy comes up and a guy who has a, um, sorry, Mr. Hedrich comes, who has a German accent comes and um he has to see his. He asks to see Mr. Hendrich's um, driver's license to make sure because he's just being sure. That's a hundred percent fair. Yep, he has a German accent, like I said. He says, "Oh, I recognize you uh, from the USA Today because uh, you're kind of famous for this week." Um. Anyway, uh, essentially, what happens is there's a lot of stuff where they kind of chat, but nothing huge gets like said. Except Mr. Henrich uh, weighs the gold, discovers some extra gold, and pays him the money, he says. Uh, but he kind of is like, I'll keep it on the DL. Give me those last couple of pieces, and I'll pay you extra. And uh, Charlie says he's good. And he tries to uh, go. And Henrich does this weird thing. He gets close and scares Charlie to death and says, how much gold does he have? Yeah, really uh, creepy. Tell me how much he has and where he gets it. I'll make it worth your while. Like, real creepy. Real creepy. Uh, and he says, uh, Chris, uh, Charlie says, I'll be going now. Oh, here it is. Yeah. And he says, I'll be going now and did. Was Christopher Poli watching as I mounted my bike and rolled away with the remaining gold pellets of my backpack? I wouldn't know. What a weird thing that's happening. Yeah. I, I told am, you. It was just one sentence, really. But. Yeah, but I'm so ready to theorize about this fool. I think he's a leprechaun from the portal. Oh. Continuing. Okay. Well, we'll do some theories about Christopher yeah, Pauly afterwards. We'll, we'll theorize at the end of the chapter, obviously. Obviously. Um, okay, continue. So now we're at the sixth, we're at the sixth section of this chapter. Uh, and around four o'clock that time, the the um like hospital van shows up yes. and Charlie immediately is like I forgot to build a, a, a wheelchair ramp and like it's all apologetic even though he did so much work for this man he has no I reason know. to feel sorry um, but some nurses are there and basically uh, they he helps him get into the wheelchair and then they carry him into the house yeah that's a lot 
I'm going fast Radar now because we're going long. Radar gets really oh, excited. Oh, right. I forgot to say that. Which is adorable. Radar's very, very excited to see his dog, which is super duper cute. Yes. I love all these wholesome interactions. Sometime in this book, there was a wholesome interaction, this chapter, sorry. I looked up at Sydney and said, the dad better not die. <laughs> I love the way his dad is so like wholesome and kind to him, like yeah. how much he appreciates him. Same thing with I love the way that Mr. Bowditch Howard loves his dog. Yeah. One thing, sorry, real fast about this book. It's a fantasy book. I do think it's a fantasy book. I agree. I don't like regular America names because I get them mixed up with regular real life people. <laughs> when it's freaking, That's fair. When it's freaking like... Uh, Light song. Light song. <laughs> Vasher. Like names you Vivenna. That's hard to forget. Charlie? Yeah. That's like a guy's name. Yeah. <laughs> you right. But yeah, that's all I have to say. Why did I say it like that? I don't know. You became You right. You became weird. Okay, go. Um he uh carries him in. Also the vet the the uh the vet? Sorry, the nurse who helps him carry in <laughs> recognizes him not from the from the paper, not from the dog picture, but um, from Herbie. He, yeah, That's the nurse's her, name. Yes, Herbie. We see Melissa too, which is his physical therapist. Yes, he recognizes him not from the dog picture though, but from like winning a touchdown, winning a, the final touchdown in the football game like a couple years ago, which made him feel happy because it wasn't the same thing. Like it was actually somebody who knew him for other things, which yes. made him feel happy, which is nice. Yes, um, that's nice. And then there's a while here where it's just like uh, his physical therapist quizzing him about if he actually knows how to help. And he does. And so he helps Bodich into the bed, showing that he knows how to do it. Yeah, which is good for him. That's yeah. scary. It is scary. Uh, so he helps him into the bed and stuff. Uh, and then she says, the the nurse says, the physical therapist, sorry, says, come out to my car. We'll talk some more. And Mr. Bodich says, talking about how my back, whatever it's about, that young man will not be administering any enemas. <laughs> He's so high. I love how high he is. He's so much fun. I hope, I hope this is how he is when he's not high. I hope he's actually a nice guy once you get to know him because this is yeah. so much more fun to read than Grouchy Boy. Than Grouchy Boy. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, and then we now we're in section seven, which opens with this, this phrase, which I love. The late day sun was brilliant. <laughs> Why do you love that? I think it's so cute. I like it's how happy cute. he is. Um, so it, like, is, it is a nice, happy yeah. like, visual. Yeah. Like Stephen King. Wow. Stephen King does a really good job of explaining, you know, like details like that. Yeah. Like he gives a lot of very specific details in his in books head. that yes it's it's very it's a very easy way to imagine things and i like that a lot i also like that it's things that you that matter get it quite well like yeah. he could have some authors would have gone really into detail about what the chairs that were up in the attic looked like yes those don't matter people yes. will picture a chair and a chair is a chair but the things that actually matter for lots of details he does a good job making like sure we get it being details. warm out yeah and you know like the feeling the that sun, he's having yes yeah exactly yes and so he talks to the physical therapist out in the car she gives him the crutches the drugs and basically says give him the drugs at the right time he will want them not the right time he will be yes. in pain but these are really really dangerous yes. give him the drugs he, at the right time charlie has to hide the oxy the rest of the drugs is not a big deal yeah. But the oxy he has to hide. Yes. Because Mr. Butch is going to want it, which is wild that that's such a strong pill that he yeah. can become addicted to it that fast. And he also says uh, to the addicted, these pills are worth their weight in gold. And Charlie just laughs at her. And she's like, what? <laughs> uh, what's so funny? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, 
And then he says, I, will, I promise I'll keep them safe. And she looks at him and says, what about you, Charlie? Will you try it? Uh, because technically I'm not supposed to give these to a minor, but I, I made an exception for you. Will you eat these? There's a lot of rule breaking in this book already. Yeah. Like, it's a little weird to me in the first place that they're even letting the 17-year-old take care but of the thing them. is, that's life, though. Like, that's a lot true. of these rule-making things is it, it uh, things like this happen. Like, I've had something like this happen. Yeah. If people have seen me and seen the, like, you saved his life, I get it. Like, people people will do that. They'll yeah. trust and be, accept- like, and I like that he's, that's very, very real life. Because some books don't do real life. They do idealized. Yeah. And, uh, Stephen King, I mean, he's known for being really good at doing real life. Mm-hmm. People suck, and that's real. Yes. And I appreciate that. Um. He also, in this book yeah like um mr bowditch doesn't wouldn't want anyone else taking care of him yeah so it wouldn't make sense for someone else to take care of mr bowditch because we already know he's very he's very doesn't want anyone in his house at all yeah and so having to have someone live with him yeah 24 7 and he likes not charlie. Well. and he we know he likes charlie yes uh so that's the end of he says he's not gonna take the pills that's the end of the section seventh section now we're on to the eighth section by the way guys my chapter significantly longer than sydney's which is the second week in a row sydney's getting off easy haha getting off easy hey my the first week my chapter was a lot longer whatever (laughs) um section eight uh he is stressing like a, a new mother about things that could go wrong with freaking uh mr bowditch uh which is fine like he's worried about him having a heart attack. Yeah. Um, he says, basically, he asks, "Are you okay?" And Mister Budge says, "I want my pain pills." And he says, "You can't have them." But Mister Budge, I appreciate this. Says, "I know I can't, and I'm not gonna like just constantly bug you if I can avoid it. Like I get that I'm gonna be frustrating, and I'm gonna try my best to not. And I really appreciate that. Good yeah. job, Mister Budge. Good, Good on for you. Him. Uh, he gives a check. Mister Budge signs the check for, and basically lets him dep- says it's signed. It's for deposit only. He can deposit it, and then Mister yes, Budge will the write check the check that. Um, that he got he got gold. from Heinrich yeah for the gold uh, and he says he's going to um, basically uh, I can pay after you deposit this I can then take out the money to pay the hospital yes um, he says I want some food and he well he says actually uh, I do, he doesn't want food but he has to eat so he gets some sardines and saltines that's disgusting whoop whoop that's literally disgusting yep and he just kind of eats opinion. them if you like sardines and Saltines, I'm sorry for offending you, but that's yeah. disgusting. Saltines are good. Sardines are not. Saltines are great. I will eat saltines by my like without anything. Yes. But sardines, nasty. Ew. Um and he says, Do you plan on staying the night? Is it tonight and all week? Uh and Mr. Bodich, I like the sentence. He says, Good. I never minded being alone before, but it's different now. Which is cute. Yeah. Uh and before he Mr. Bodich, I appreciate that. Uh talks about his dad. Charlie says, my dad would like to meet you. And Mr. Bush says, okay, on Wednesday he can come up and meet me, which I like. Because Wednesday he's hopefully feeling better enough to be civil. At least a little bit better enough, yeah. yeah. Um, and he also, Mr. Bowditch says, you should go home to your dad for the like for the night and come back at, at late after I'm done. Which I like that Mr. Bowditch is like, keep, like trying to also keep Charlie in mind. Yes. It's very nice of him. He's like, yeah. he He's appearing to be less selfish in this. Yeah. Which is good. And then here is the cutest part of this of this chapter. We are now in section nine. And he says, Mondays are catch-up days for my father. He's not often home to 6.30 or even 7. I didn't expect to find him there. He, and he wasn't. 
He was right outside Mr. Bodish's front gate waiting for me. His dad got too stressed out about this and came home early, saw him talking to the vet, the, sorry, the physical therapist and said, I'll wait. And then just stood as he helped Mr. Bodich inside for all that time because he's he he loves his son. Yes. Sydney, if this dad dies, it's a Stephen King book, so he will. And I'm gonna I'm gonna cry i guess we'll see yeah sydney this dad beats radar for number one this dad cares oh. so much about his son hey we haven't gotten there yet i'm sorry but it's so you're skipping ahead his dad brought jersey mike so he's so sweet he i do like his dad a lot yeah like he i <sighs> colin's like at a loss of words about how much he loves charlie's he, me, dad okay i'm sorry friends we're doing another dramatic reading to show how great his dad is here it goes look at you taking on a serious responsibility I'm proud of you, Charlie. I wish your mother could see you. She'd be proud, too. I'm kind of scared. He nodded. I'd be worried if you weren't. Just remember that if anything happens, you can call me. I will. You know, I was looking forward to you going to college. Now, not so much. This house is going to feel empty without you. I'm just a quarter mile up the street, Dad. But there was a lump in my throat. I know, I know. Go on and get out of here, Chip. Do your job. He swallowed. Something clicked in his throat. And do it well. You guys! It is really cute. His dad is so sweet. I appreciate that he shows emotion because a lot of dads won't show emotion in books because like, it's like manly. But his dad shows emotion. His dad is so kind. His, his dad tells dad him he loves him. has very... Like his dad has a lot of personality in this book, and it's, he's it is good. He's overcome like the drunkenness made me hate the dad, but the dad is so nice. Yes, and he was going through a really tough time. I get it, and he's so nice, and he's trying to be better all the time. And his dad deserves the world. Aww, Colin, <laughs> it makes me so happy. I want to rank. By the way, rank the chapters: chapter okay. five, seven out of ten; chapter six, eight out of t uh, eight out of ten. Yes. Okay. Very much enjoyed them. All right, theories. Theories. Okay, the boy. Forget his name. What's the guy's name? Christopher Polly. That's Is that who it, you're talking yes. about. Yes, he's from the portal world. Don't know who, if he's a leprechaun or not. But I'm going to call him that until <laughs> otherwise notify. Well, because he's a gold loving guy. Yeah. He because there's no way else I can think of. Or maybe he was like a partner for Howard at some point, like some kind of like business partner or scam partner, like portal travel partner or something. Okay. From from the human world mm -hmm. because. He somehow knows about the gold. So mm -hmm. we need to know either he was where the gold's from, the other world, or he was like worked with Howard to get gold in their prime or something. Okay. One of those two things for sure. Uh other theories that we talked about. Um, let's see. So we talked a little bit about well where the gold comes from. It's the portal. Obviously portal gold. Okay, yes, but where in the portal? Like, what do you think? Just give me, throw, throw out some ideas of what you think's in the portal and how okay. he got the gold from inside I the portal. I think the portal, you jump through it and you're in a different world somehow. Like a, like a fantasy mm -hmm. world somehow. Uh, sh Okay, I'm right. Cindy just nodded and said, mm-hmm. So she confirmed it. No, I'm, ju I'm just nodding and oh, saying, mm -hmm saying that's like, a good theory. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, I think th like you jump through and you're in a different world. I think that world is, uh, you know, flowing with milk and honey, that kind of a vibe. Whereas okay. You know that you know that phrase. Yeah. Okay. Good. I I know. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Um, here, let me edit that because that was really down. That was mean of me. Edit the freaking thing where I acted like Sydney was a child. Just <laughs> a ago. I don't know why I did that. Anyway, I think I think the world is like flowing with milk and honey, that kind of a thing. I think it's just like super chill and it's kept kept a secret because there are something dangerous. Maybe okay. maybe uh, leprechauns that ride like unicorns that impale you or some crap. 
So, because so here's okay. my here's my reasoning for this. Stephen King, his yes. thing is to take a normal thing and make it scary. Uh huh. He's gonna take a normal fantasy thing, so something that's like a very very stereotypical fantasy thing, like leprechauns, unicorns, like those kind of things that are like very uh-huh. common, and make them like. Because if they're real, nothing's as good as they seem. Mm-hmm. If it was real, the unicorns are going to stab you with their horns. The, like things like that are going to happen. Yeah. I think that's what he's going to do with the with the world. That's okay. my guess. But there's going to be very easy to find gold there. Okay, those are some good theories. I think I I'm actually proud of that theory because I'm. That gonna, was a good theory. If yeah. I'm wrong, I'm writing this story. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I don't think I have any other theories. Do you have any other things you want to ask? Um, not really. All right, so I guess it's time to um. One oh, wait, thing. wait. Oh, no. Are you going to do what you did last week with the chapter and guessing what the next chapter is about? Oh, yeah. About? That's like so much fun. The, so here's my issue. The next chapter has a spoiler alert in the art. Should I discuss this? A lot of the chapters have some spoiler alerts in the art. Should I discuss the art or not, Cindy? You choose. I mean, you don't know what the art's really about. It's pretty clearly Jack and the Beanstalk. That's, yeah, I guess that's fair. At least inspired. I'm going to talk about it now. Something about magic beans opened the portal. Don't know. We'll see how it goes. Okay. Here are the titles. First Night. That one's clearly about the first night he spends the night with Mr. Bodich. Mm-hmm. Now You Know Jack. Mm-hmm. Who knows? A Simple <laughs> Woodcutter. It's probably the talking about the axes in the toolbox somehow. He's doing something with uh, woodcutting. Who knows? Okay. Or maybe it's like a side story about Jack and Jack and the Beanstalk. Maybe he like cuts to like history about like here's some backstory and talks about Jack and the Beanstalk or something like that. Okay. Or talks about Mr. Bowditch's life before now. Maybe he was a simple woodcutter. Anyway, and discover magic beans. <gasps> God, I've, <laughs> I've solved it. <laughs> okay. Uh, therapy talks about physical therapy. My father's visit talks about Mr. Bowditch and his father interacting. Lipenzara. Lip li lion line parza. Line yeah, I don't parza. know how you say that. Who knows what line parza is? No idea. Mr. Bodish makes a promise. Promises to help Charlie do something once he's gone. It's like a it's like a post post mortem promise. Mm-hmm. When I die, you can get something. That's yeah. my guess. It's funny because reading the names of these chapters, I like when you read them, I have a moment of what happened? Because like some of them I'm like, oh, okay, I know what happened. But then some of them I'm like, I don't remember what this is about. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh Sorry, I, I prompted this early, you guys. But now it's time to rank the characters. Woo! Okay, here we go. Uh, let's right. go through list from last week, yes. Cindy. How does it Our go? Our week two list. Radar, Charlie, Dad, Mr. Bowditch, Lindy Franklin, Melissa, Mrs. Ravensburger, Bill Harriman, Andy Chen, CC Craig, Mrs. Silvius, Birdie, Coach Harkness, and then the dead to your mom. Okay, big bold statements. Dad goes number one. Dad is, okay, I'm uh, fine with that. Number two, Charlie's number one. Charlie's number one. Charlie's the best boy. You mean Radar? No, Charlie. I think Charlie's number one. So we're moving Radar down a lot. The three. This is just three. I thought you wanted Dad to be number one. What happened? Like, no, because Charlie, were, you're right. It is the dad. <laughs> Man. Yeah, it's the dad. I like the dad the best by a margin. Radar can be two and Charlie can be three. Oh my gosh. You what is this? Because I love dogs, but the dad is just such a, like, he loves and cares for it. And, like, and Charlie is also a very good person, but we also know he's done some real bad things. So is his dad, though. That's true. But his dad is so, like, I. so here's my big thing. It's so easy in these books to make a dad who's distant and, like, um, you know, masculine stereotyping. Yeah. 
But this dad like shows emotion, loves his son dearly. It's like very, it's so good. Yes. To be fair, Charlie also did stuff that was illegal as a kid. Yeah. And his dad didn't technically do anything illegal. He did some bad stuff. But technically, being an alcoholic is not illegal. Very fair. Very fair. So I just put that out there. Yeah. Not that being an alcoholic is good. But uh, Who else do we see that needs... Oh, Mr. Haddish needs to be added. Mr. Bowditch? Nope. He he can go well, four. I, we saw Mr. Bowditch. Yeah, but Mr... Is it um, Haddish? Hi, is that, uh, Heinrich? Heinrich, right. Heinrich yeah. needs to be added. Uh, um, Heinrich, I... Wish you were dead, Tyr. Wish you were you dead, You wish tier. Heinrich was dead? I don't wish he was dead, but I like he's the worst character, like the, the, the most sketchy character we've met so far. I mean, we have met Birdie. Kind yeah, of. we haven't met Birdie. And Birdie was a child who was being bad, which is a thing. That's true. This is a sketchy adult who sells children. Uh, scams sells children. children. Well, s- scams children and threatens them with their gold. I think, I don't think wish. So the issue is wish you were dead. Can we change it to like hate? for this book because these are like human people from earth who's saying wish you were dead seems wild for these people yeah but what about when we get to the fantasy parts then we can we can switch it back but for now here's i don't think i don't think i wish heinrich was i'm gonna put him at the bottom the the lowest of life yeah um we also saw melissa melissa and we saw herbie who was the nurse melissa the physical therapist she was i mean i like her move her up some um beat lindy above Lindy. lindy yeah beat lindy okay I like Melissa, uh, and then Herbie. I think Lindy Franklin still goes goes below yeah. Melissa. Herbie was silly. He was fine. Put him above Bill, above Bill Harriman. So below Mrs. Uh, yeah, below Mrs. Ra- yeah, below Mrs. Ravensburger. I love that name. That's funny to me. <laughs> and I think I think that's everybody we saw yeah, that interacted I don't think with. Regularly. We only saw a couple new characters. So yeah, pretty chill. Pretty chill week. Uh, not too much changed here. Yeah, not too much changed. So here is our finalized wit lit list for this week. It goes, mm-hmm, don't you do a voice? Yes. Oh, man. What's the German accent sound like? I'll I become, know. I'll be a leprechaun. Dad, Radar, Charlie, Mr. Bowditch, Melissa, Lindy Franklin, uh, Ravensburger, Herbie, fully loaded, uh, Bill Harriman, Andy Chen, Cece, Craig, Mrs. Mrs. Silvius, Bertie, Coach Harkness, Heinrich, and in the dead tier is the mother. What is Herbie Fully Loaded? You don't know about Herbie Fully Loaded? No. It's like a movie about cars for children. (laughs) What? This is going to be our new bless you. I am going to say Fully Loaded when you say Herbie every time. I've never once in my life heard that. It's it's a it's a and I don't movie. think anyone listening to this podcast has no. It's, it was a popular movie for a while. People have definitely seen of Herbie Fully Loaded. I have it, no idea what you're a talking 2005 about. family comedy film. It was one hour and forty one minutes long. Uh, it was made by Disney. It's about it's a Disney movie. Yeah, it's about a racing car that's a beetle that's also sentient, and it's what and it's a headlets or its eyes that close sometimes, but it doesn't. What it's not animated, and also doesn't talk. It just it's can not think. animated. No, it's real life. Look at what. Look at Mr. Herbie. Oh wait. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever actually seen this. Wait. Yeah, it's Herbie fully loaded. Okay, I've never. No, I lied. I've never seen this. I think it's funny. For a second, when I when you when I looked at this photo, so Colton showed me a photo of it. Yeah. When I looked at this photo, for a second, I thought I was like, "Oh, I've seen this." But the thing I've seen, I saw was an animated movie. Yeah, it might have yeah, been based I've, off this. 
I've never in my life seen that. I I I don't know. I've never seen that. I don't know what uh, you're talking about. <laughs> and I don't think anyone a, else has seen it either. It's a fine movie. Okay. Anyway. Maybe we'll have to watch it. all so How about much. this? Hold on real fast. Special Fantasy Book Club episode. <laughs> we watch. Colin and I watch this and rank it. <laughs> be fully loaded and rank it as one of our, yeah, I love this play. Let's do this. Okay. Um, It'll be a bonus episode. Yeah, a bonus That episode. has nothing to do with fantasy. Thank you all so, so I guess much. Talking car kind of fantasy. So that's, fa- that's fantastic. <laughs> uh, okay. Thank you guys all so much for listening to this this Herbie fully loaded fan cast. <laughs> no, this is a Herbie fully loaded fan cast. Yes. For Colton. For Colton. Not for Sydney. Sydney will be a fan once we watch it. Okay. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Fantasy Book Club. We really, really appreciate it. Go ahead and follow us on Instagram. We'd really appreciate it. We post there a bunch. uh, Lots of of clips and and bits and fun times. And if we decide to do a fully loaded, a Herbie fully loaded bonus episode, (laughs) you will find out there. That'll be there for sure. (laughs) Um, Also, we want to say... Uh, thank you to Alesia for our intro and outro music. That is A-L-E-Z-E-I-A on Spotify. Spotify, Spotify. <laughs> Uh So go check it out. It, that song is Windrunner Remake. He has a lot of very, very cool fantasy sounding songs to read to yes. if you want to do that. Um, is, Accurate. Is there anything else we have to say? Um, next week, oh. we are reading chapters seven and eight. So make sure you have those read. Or Sydney will... Hmm... <laughs> Stumped. I mean, give you oxy? Oh no! The only, sell you oxy? That's the only thing that really happened. But it wasn't even like it was good oxy usage this episode. There wasn't much bad that happened this episode. Sydney will steal your gold. Yep. Yeah, Sydney will steal all your gold that you have. Yes, that's a good one. But it won't be stealing in the the usual sense. Yes. No. No one will be looking for it on this world. Exactly. Meaning she will have killed you. <laughs> <laughs> What? So make sure you read so you don't have that what? happen. Thank you all so much for listening. No. My name is Colton Pratt. And I'm Sydney Lyerly. Oh, goodness, I love you. Peace. Why are you still here? The show's over.